The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. Back live, the Tony Bruno Show live, all over the world, all over the universe, and heading to Mars in 2013, from what I heard earlier this week in the news. We will be on Mars in 2013. We're working on getting the lines established up there now, and Luigi will go up and check the ISDN and all the internet cables. But it is the, uh, the fun part of doing this show is we do whatever we want. We've been doing a lot of great guests on this show, and when we were over at the Comedy Sports with the uh, studio audience for the great six months during the winter... We've had a lot of great people stop by, and this guy was one of everybody's favorites. People were there. They wanted to see him. They wanted to touch him. They wanted to be near him. And then fast forward now, six, seven months later, and he's going to fight in a major title fight, his title, on the line. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Madison Square Garden, November 12th in New York City. UFC 205 is taking on Conor McGregor for his belt. He is the great... Philadelphia's own, Eddie Alvarez. How are you, man? What is up? What's up, fellas? How you doing, man? Remember coming on the show? You were awesome that night, man. It was, it was a pleasure to meet you, and it's, it's, it's an even, even bigger pleasure now to see you're finally going to get a big payday fight, man, after all your hard work for all these years. Yeah, yeah. It's just reimbursement from a whole lot of fights prior. <laughs> and I know you got a big family to feed, so this, they got to be happy, too. Are they already spending your money? What's that? I said, you, I know you got a big family, so are they already spending your money now, knowing that you got this big fight coming up? Hey, I got, I got three boys at home, man. We can't make enough. <laughs> we, our Sam, our Sam's Club orders ain't getting any cheaper. <laughs> All right, so when you, when you, when you, when last time we had you on, you were talking about, you know, getting the UFC to to say, hey, man. Look at me. You know, you got all these guys are getting fights. I'm fighting everybody you put out there. Everybody that's in front of me, I go out and fight. How about giving me a big fight? What did it take finally for the UFC folks to say, okay, let's put your belt on the line and let's put Conor McGregor, arguably the biggest draw in UFC right now? Uh, you got to talk a little shit. You got to talk a little shit. Um, in the past, in the past, I, I've I've been guilty of saying the things that I knew that the public would like for me to say, and I haven't said things that necessarily I, I would say in, in under in closed doors. Uh, just trying to be like uh, politically correct, but um, I'm getting older, and um, I now I don't mind speaking my mind and 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 being myself and saying how I feel and how I think. Uh, and I think I think it it pays dividends when when you do that. The the promotion wants to see that. They want to see uh, you know how you genuinely feel, and so do the fans. They deserve that. Now, New York City was chosen because I, I saw Conor McGregor said he's never going to fight in Vegas again because they fined him for throwing a water bottle and a, a, a can of energy drink at Nate Diaz back in August. Do you blame him? Does I, I know he's your competitor, but he's saying you know what I've I've been I've been pumping big money into, into Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden for all of our fights, and now you guys want me to, to uh, 
you know, you want me to come back there after you're going to punish me? Should he have been punished that severely for, for throwing that bottle at the uh, press conference? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I know that um, they're trying to, like, you know, this is a professional, they're trying to make this a professional sport. They try, you know, it's on Fox. They're trying to get, get to a certain point to make this sport as big as football, baseball, and, and things of that sort. And, um, you know, we're supposed to act professionally because of that. And when, when you're making that kind of money, it's, a, it's important to act a certain way. And, um, you know, he stepped out of line. He did some dumb shit. And, uh, you know, you can't you, – the, there's rules. There's rules to everything. And uh, you got to follow them. Yeah, but we've seen boxing promotions where guys throw down and the trainers are throwing down and people, you know, and then people go, oh, wow, this is great. I got to go buy a ticket. But I don't, I listen, UFC is legit. I mean, it's been around a long time. I remember back in 2000 when I was watching the UFC in its infancy. So I hear what you're saying and I, I agree. There has to be rules, but I'm just surprised. And I mean, Conor McGregor saying, I'm not going to fight in Vegas again. Do you believe he'll do that or you think he's just trying to send a message to the Nevada Athletic Commission, the Boxing Commission? Nah, nah, this is a message. Ain't, you know, look, $150,000 is a small price to pay. Throwing that can at the Diaz's probably sold another 200,000 pay-per-views. <laughs> so um, the, the, the risk was, was worth the reward, trust me. We're talking about Eddie Alvarez, UFC. So you're getting closer. We're, we're like a month away now, man. Does the, does the right, tension right. build up? I mean, how? What's the mindset when you're going into? I mean, you've had a lot of big fights, but this is like this is the biggest fight of your career. Is is there any different feeling as you prepare for this, or is it just business as usual for you? I just I turn my blinders on at this point. You know, um, there's a lot of distractions you get pulled in every, every direction. Um, whether it's media, whether it's whether it's family members, friends. You get pulled in a lot of directions. You get calls from a lot, a lot of different outsiders wanting to, wanting to do this and wanting to offer opportunities and things like that. I think it's important, you know, the last month or so, just put your blinders on, um, stick to what has always been important, and that's your training and your preparation, and um, everything else just sort of falls into place when, when you prepare properly and you train hard. Um, everything falls into place. So, for me, I've been fighting so many years. And um, I've made all the mistakes. So I understand what I got to do. I know the process, and I just try to enjoy it as much as I can. And the underground kingdom, you talk about when you become popular, though, people want to buy stuff. They want to be associated with you. I know you got the underground king stuff going out there, right? How do people get some Eddie Alvarez gear, man? Yeah, so we're getting, uh, you, you can go to Asian World, AWMA Martial Arts. It's, it's AWMA.com. That's Asian World Martial Arts. They have uh, if you if you get shirts you can get shirts online there, but you also can get them at Cold Designs in Bridesburg. Um, they sell them as well. Uh, they're the Underground King. They're going to be our um, the New York T-shirts are going to be out, I believe, by the twenty second. I believe. Beautiful. Now I was watching a video online on Sure Dog, and obviously that's that's the MMA's basically but gospel site. And I know you know uh, Faraz Zahabi, and he's he was breaking down the Diaz fights, and he says he gives you a great chance because. It's all going to be about the first round and that your ground game is good, that if you can get past the first round and not get into a brawl with Conor McGregor, your ground game, you can take him out because he notices, at least he says, that in the second round, uh, uh, McGregor starts losing a little steam about eight minutes into the fight. Have you noticed that and do you agree that that's a strategy where the first round is going to be key, not getting into a brawl with him? No, 100%. Look, anybody who knows shit about fighting knows what I'm about to do to this man. Um, if you if you know a speck about the sport of MMA, you know what's about to happen to Conor McGregor on November 12th, and um, that's that's just how it is. And and Faraz Zahabi happens to know a little bit, know a lot about MMA, so he's trying to educate fans on um, and trying to get them past their emotions and their feelings about this this new guy that everyone loves, and let them know the truth. And the truth is that. Um, but I'm about to whoop this guy's ass come November 12th, and and a lot of Irish fans are going to be upset. Even in Bridesburg, man. I mean, what, 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 how are you going to walk around the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Will you be able to come down to 2nd Street here in South Philly and hang out on the Mummers Parade? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Eddie hey, look. Hey, if you're Irish, man, you ain't. You you could be a speck of Irish, but you know what? You live in America. You're American. You vote. You you cheer for the American, 
I, I can't I can't get past these. Uh, any it seems like with Conor McGregor, anybody who has a even a five percent of Irish in them, now they want to be full blown Irish and fly this flag. Um, look, I'm Irish, I'm Puerto Rican, but the truth, uh, but the the fact remains, I'm from America and I'm American. And I'm about to put American ass whooping on his dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to Vegas for a lot of the fights with Eddie Hatton, who was from England. And whenever he would go and fight in Vegas, no matter who he was fighting, Ricky Hatton, Ricky, Ricky Hatton. Hatton, Ricky Hatton would bring. But those people would all come from England, and they'd all drink all yeah. night. They'd be drunk, and they'd sing Ricky Hatton songs. So, I mean, those are people from England going to the United States to watch a British guy fight. You know, how many people come from Ireland to watch Conor McGregor? Oh yeah, look, they're gonna they're gonna come in they're gonna come in uh they're gonna come in masses, you know what I mean? That's just to me, that's just more people to silence, that's all. I, I like I I don't mind the booze as long as you're feeling something, but uh that's just a more people to silence. Bring them all. They can all buy a ticket and waste their money. But uh the whole that's gonna be a, a super silent crowd, I'll tell you that. Well, uh, you know what, Eddie, it's going to be awesome, man. I'm so excited for you. We're all happy for you, especially all those Philly people, to see one of us get up there and, and fight for a big – I mean, you have the championship, but he's coming after yours, so he's going to have to come up a little bit in weight. That's the last thing I want to ask you. Do you think, even though people are suggesting that he does wear down a little bit in the second round, he goes through a little lull, that the, the having to add the extra weight to get up to, to lightweight is going to affect him as far as his stamina? No, no, he don't have to add any extra weight. We all cut down, you know. He, he probably walks around a good 175, you know. I, I walk around a good 180. So we all have to cut down to get to weight. So he's not adding any weight. He just don't have to cut as much. So it, it, he'll be fine. He'll be good. But this is a big boy belt. This is a different division. It's a different kind of power, a different kind of strength, and a different speed. So, uh you know, I think I think he'll experience some things that he never felt before, and uh, we'll see how he deals with them things. Yeah, we're getting a lot of people on Twitter following the show live on Facebook Live, saying, you know, like they come from Ireland, and I and I haven't been actually, I haven't been to a Conor McGregor fight. I've been to so many boxing events and a lot of UFC events out in Vegas, but I have yet to see Conor McGregor live. I've seen him on pay per view, obviously, with the Diaz fights and a lot of his fights. So there's no doubt he's got a lot of fans. And a lot of Irish-Americans, as you point out, will be rooting for him. But I don't think it's a they're rooting for him because they're an Irish-American or they went to Notre Dame and they're rooting against you right. because you're an American. <laughs> no, I, I think I, – and, Eddie, this is, this is Luigi. I, I think a lot of people get, don't really – like you said, they, go, they really don't understand the fight game too much. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible when I look at this fight. And, I mean, everything with the hype of Connor and everything like that, I mean, I can honestly say without being any kind of bias, Eddie's going to win the fight. This is Eddie's fight to win. I'm telling you right now. It, it, it's a bad matchup for McGregor. It really is. And Vegas is showing that because, you know, everybody's thinking Connor McGregor would be a big favorite well, here. You know what's going on in Vegas, right? I mean, you're, this, is a, this is a pretty close fight as far it, as the bettings are concerned. But a lot of people only remember Eddie from just, you know, from getting you on the ground, muscling you down there, using the wrestling, and, then, and just beating the crap out of you on the mat. Eddie can stand up and fight. People, people don't realize that, man. He can stand in front of McGregor and throw if he has to. And I think he will, and I think he's going to show everyone that he's more than capable of doing so. Eddie, do you look at the Vegas numbers and say, you know, I should be favored or he's slightly favored or it's a close fight? Does that, any of that stuff affect how you prepare or you, how, what your, no. your mindset is? Never, man. I ne look, I, even at a young age, the statistics never concerned me. I didn't give two shits about statistics or what people thought. And that's, that's what allows me to get inside of a cage in front of millions of people and put it on the line because uh, I'm not concerned with what uh, everybody thinks and what statistics tell. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned with is finding out, you find out who I am. And when I step inside that cage, that, that, that's all it is. It's a, it's a journey to find out what I'm made of and how, how good I am. And um, so that them numbers, they mean shit inside of a fight. It's, it's the spirit you, that you fight with. And it's your willingness to win. And um, no one has a greater one than myself. And uh, we're going to see that. We're going to see that very soon. Well, it's great to have you on again, Eddie. We're rooting for you, man. When we saw you, when we had you in the studio there and in the uh, theater back, I guess it was March or April when you were there, right? Like February or March. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, yeah. you know, the big fight. And this wasn't even planned yet. And, and then, boom, you get the fight. And now you're going to be in UFC 205. People, obviously, the pay-per-view will be massive. Now, you, you guys don't get a piece of the, uh, of the pay-per-view, right? You just have an agreed uh, 
uh, price up front, right, to do these fights, right? Motherfucking right, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Eddie Eddie had one of the greatest, like, uh, completely natural f bombs ever on the on, when he came in live, and he yes. was like basically like, f Putin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's and, right. That's and then, right. And now this another organic one coming. And out. he was f and Putin long yeah. before the uh, the Democrats were about <laughs> exactly. the WikiLeaks. Everybody's blaming everything on Russia. Putin, you you hated Putin long before everybody else hated Putin, man. Yeah, I had a bad night. I had a bad night in Russia, and they wanted me to meet that 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 guy. But um, no, we get a piece of pay per view. That's where you make most of your money. Exactly. So um, you get it. You get it. You get it. Uh, not. I'm not gonna say small. You get a, You get a good guaranteed, a decent enough guaranteed purse. But uh, most of your money, um, in a fight like this, where where you get you know get some money to put away with for the kids and get you know that retirement money and things like that. That's made on the pay-per-view buys. So when we break every record for pay-per-view buys, uh, we'll be getting some good checks coming in. It'll do some good things with them. You know, uh, awesome. like I said, it's 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 more of a reimbursement for the 13 years of going to war with the best guys in the world. So um, I don't see it as you know I'm lucky or anything like that. This is just I've been I've been chasing this dream for a long time, and. Um, I've already fought a lot better guys than Conor McGregor. I have already been against the best guys in the world. This just this one happens to be the most uh, the most uh, popular fight I've been in. Now I, you know what? Okay, so I had only seen on TV before, and you cannot appreciate fighting if you if you don't like fighting per se. You will like fighting if you see it in person. Like there's a, it's a completely different feel. It's like boxing too. Like I, I would watch boxing on TV and I never really appreciated it until I actually saw a fight live. And it was the same with MMA and UFC. And now I kind of feel like I want to go to Madison Square Garden. You're not going, Robin. No, Eddie's not giving you any tickets. <laughs> so no, right I need now. to go. I, I need to see if we can still get credentials, media credentials. See if we can get up it's there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a great night. And Eddie, people are saying yeah, if you fighting. Would, when you win that fight, we're going to have a parade from K and A all the way down to like second and Snyder. How about that? I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> fighting's there. Look, we're the entertainers to the entertainers. When when we fight, the the top entertainers in the world are are ringside. And the reason being is even the best guys in sports are ringside watching. Yep. And that's because if you win a baseball game and you're the best at baseball, then great. If you're the best at football, then great. If you're the best at – you name the sport, you're the best at hockey, then great. Nobody cares. At the end of the game, if I can still kick your ass, then – what does a baseball game mean or football game mean or anything? <laughs> so really, when, when it comes down to sports, you just want to find out who can kick whose ass. And we're just get, we're getting past throwing the balls to the side and putting our fists up. Well, that's what Eagle fans do sometimes, especially after they lose a hard game. But, you know, they try to kick everybody else's ass too. But that's the way we grew up here because we're Philly. Hey, Eddie, thanks so much, man. Good luck, and uh, we'll see you soon, I hope. And congratulations, man, on A, on them finally giving you this fight and a chance to make some big money. But this is going to be your breakout. The whole world, the very few people who are not dyed-in-the-wool MMA or UFC fans, if they didn't know you before November 12th, they will know you come November 13th, man, because this is going to be awesome. And we're, we're so excited and happy for you, man. Good luck, brother. Thank you, man. And still, remember them words, and still. They're going to be saying them soon. And still, UFC <laughs> lightweight champion, Philadelphia's own Eddie guys. Alvarez. Thanks, Eddie. Right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. There he is, Eddie Alvarez. How great is he? He awesome. dropped more S-bombs than anybody in the history. F-bombs? No, S-bombs. Shit was his favorite word. Well, yeah, but he dropped some good F-bombs. One in particular. No, he only dropped one F-bomb, but it was the most important F-bomb because it was natural. It exactly. wasn't scripted. It was organic, as we like to say. It was an say. organic F-bomb. See, that's why you can't do those kinds of interviews on regular radio. No. No, and you, and you want to know what, though? If you, if you get an interview like that on Radio Radio, it's um, regular radio. It's so dull down. Yes. It's horrible. Yes. And you get nothing out of it. You get the, like, oh, well, we're going to go out there and we're going to do our best. No, Eddie would say that. it anyway, but they just well, have they to cut have him to off. Bleep they would have constantly. to bleep the word and hit the seven-second delay. And then you constantly Because Eddie's not going to change. Eddie's not, like, see, me, I'm different. I, when I do a radio interview where you can't use profanity, I don't. And I don't use a lot of profanity here. I mean, I say shit every once in a while, but right. it's not like, I'm going to get on a podcast and, and say every cursing, bad right. word. So people will say, wow, he curses. Holy crap. See, I didn't say shit there. It would have been easier. 
<laughs> because I'm trained to not use profanity. But Eddie, that's the way he speaks. Right. He says that all the time because that's his passion. That's what yeah. this is. What he this is his life. This isn't a job. This is his life. Now listen, they got him. Going back to to the whole to the whole Vegas thing too. They 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 have. Conor McGregor at minus 150 and Eddie's plus like 120. That's I hate to use the term that's a you know someone's line, but that's that's an Eddie Alvarez line, man. Because if is McGregor, that line talking to you already? It's not talking to me. The lines don't talk to me. I talk to them. You're damn right. I'm telling. I'm listen. Are you the line whisperer? No, I'm not the okay. line whisperer. But in all honesty, I'm the wine again, whisperer. Take take the bias, take the Philadelphia bias out of it. Take the fact that I, I you know I know him <laughs> out of it. It's listen, man. The, the guy, the guy McGregor's a bad matchup for him. He really is, man. But he's the hype guy. Conor McGregor gets that. all the hype because he's brash. Listen, Conor, whether you like Conor McGregor or not, this guy sells pay-per-views. No, listen, there's no disrespect to him. The man can fight. There's a lot the of great fight, UFC seriously. fighters. He's a, he's a great technical fighter. But the, no, there's a lot of great UFC names. But there are very few names that people are going to say, I got to buy that fight. And with all, with due respect, Conor McGregor moves tickets. He sells pay-per-views. Well, I went online. I'm not to... saying he's the best. I'm just saying he. it's like... It's like Pacquiao, it's like Mayweather. There's a lot of good fighters. Those guys move the needles. No, absolutely. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, I even I tried I tried to go online to get tickets for this damn thing. And you can't. You, you can't, man. Not even with you, bitcoins. No, not even with bitcoins. <laughs> I actually heard MSG was was selling tickets for sixty dollars to come in and help clean up after the fight. Well, you can get one of those. In. Yeah, you should get it's, that. It's unbelievable. They're like fifteen hundred dollars to get in there for the nosebleeds. Wow. It's incredible. No, it's it's a huge huge. You don't event. got any strings you can pull down there at MSG? Hell man? no. I mean. Dana White is a friend. I've, I've known try. Dana White since 2000. All right, I've known well, Dana. It's time to make a call, bro. That's 16 years. That's how long I've been I'm following UFC. I'm gonna try to see if there's, uh, by any miracle, there's still media well, credentials. Not, there's no way I'm not gonna watch the damn fight. It's a great card altogether. Absolutely. This is this is what we live for. This is what Saturday nights are all about. You sit around, you have a couple cocktails, you know, you punch your friend in the face next to you, you get all into a lather, you go outside. You only do that if there's Bud Light involved. Exactly. Not okay. Bud Light Limes, though. No, not Bud Light no. Limes. You then I punch the... everybody in the face. Exactly. Everybody's getting dead. <laughs> you know that, that, that getting, getting, what cops say about Bud Light, right? What? what do cops say about Bud Light? Well, this is in Arizona. I don't know if I would love for a cop to call in and see if it's also true here on, on the East Coast. But I have tons of uh, police officer friends out on the West Coast, Arizona, California, and all of them say that there is a common denominator in a crime scene if they see Bud Light. Really? Yeah. They, if they see a lot of Bud Light, whatever crime I like occurred. I you saw a lot of like Raiders and Cowboy jerseys, you knew there was there a was, crime. There was no. a bunch of white girls. But that, again, I'm not, I'm not ripping the fans, but that's the, oh, yeah, there's a guy wearing a Raider jersey, you know, so automatically he's a criminal. Yeah, here's if, a criminal. If a, if, a, if a violent act occurred and they were called out and they see a bunch of Bud Light, they mm -hmm. know that it was an acquaintance, a friend, or a family member that that had to happen. You're watching way too much cops. No, no, it's not from it's not it's not from a TV show. It is like like one of one of the guys like he he would he had a stack of Polaroids from crime scenes. Maybe it's and they just all the fact that Bud, like, Light Bud Light's the, the number one selling beer in America. Could be. Could, that be, the, uh, Could be a coincidence. But they would say, they, they said it's too much of a coincidence. If they saw other types of beer, What if they it was saw like a Natty Light? I don't or know. Or PBR. If you were a police officer. Or some officer, Genesee Cream Ale. What would they say then? Well, there's a NASCAR race I'm on Sunday. That's why. That's what they would say. If you are a police officer and you are listening, please call in 717-363-TONY. Call 911. Let's ask the operator. No, no, I'm kidding. I want to know if it's true across the nation. Well, you know, speaking of across the nation, we can go to, we can go to Eddie from Boston and we can ask him what it's like over there in Boston. Let's go to Eddie in Boston. Is this the Eddie that I know? It's the Eddie that you know. From way back in the day? Drowning in his sorrows? Eddie, how are you, pal? Hey, what's happening, Tony? I haven't heard from you in like 100 years. Well, let me tell you something. That's because the farmers down here don't know how to dial up the Tony Bruno show. You're damn right, man. And now that the yeah, Red Sox have been something. eliminated, now that the Red Sox have been eliminated, you guys, well, you got hockey season, and of course the Patriots, and they're going to strafe the earth the rest of the way. Well, at least we got the Patriots. But you know, Tony, I want to tell you, I packed it up and I left Orlando, and I am back in Boston. I'm going to tell you something. It's funny. They say you can't go back home. Let me tell you something. We never should have left Tony. There's absolutely no place like home. I'm, I'm working as a courier in Boston. I feel like a paid tourist. I go around 
And every place I look, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. It's great to be back home. But let me tell you why I'm calling you tonight, Tony. I'm calling you to tell you that, you know, sometimes in life, you know, bad things happen to people or people get cheated or they get kind of screwed over. But you always got to believe that eventually, eventually everything's going to even out. And it was sure nice to see Tony Francona beat the Boston Red Sox and totally, totally outmanage um, John Farrell in that series. And uh, Tony's a great guy. And, and he's a classy guy, and I'm really, really happy for him. And I wanted to call you because I know he's one of your buddies. Yeah, I love Terry. And with Tito, we call him whatever you want to call him. But you know what? The guy did a great job in Boston. I mean, that people will never forget that. Red Sox fans may see him as the enemy now. And obviously with the whole chicken and beer thing in the clubhouse when it all blew up a couple of years ago, you know, he'll, he'll take the hit for that, and he did, and he got fired. But Terry Francona's a great manager. People in Philly when he was here loved him, and then things didn't go well, and then they hated him. But then, you know, when you win, he's won everywhere he's been. He won in Birmingham, Alabama. He had Michael Jordan trying to play baseball for him back in the day, Terry Francona. Did you know that, Luigi? Jordan was Terry a, Francona yeah. was the manager of that team in Birmingham, the, the Birmingham Bulls. Now, were they the Bison? I don't remember what they were. They were the AAA team when Michael Jordan retired and went down and played baseball. Wow. Terry Francona was his manager down that there. That I did not know. See, that's great Terry Francona knowledge, man. You know, Tony, we're all we're all calling from um, for Farrell's head here in Boston, and without a blink of an eye, um, you know they, they renewed him. They said he's back. The whole staff. Well, why would you and, fire you know, him though? What about Ruben Amaro at first base? Did anybody blame him for that? Because he was the Phillies guy that was getting blamed as the GM, and then he became the first base coach this year. No, let, let me let me tell you the problem I have with Farrell. He seems to be a guy who's really not solid on what he wants to do. He seems to be a little bit all over the place. He doesn't have enough experience. But this Red Sox team lost five out of six um, after they clinched um, the division. They said they had the letdown. And, and it just seemed like these guys mentally weren't ready to play. And um, they, listen, you have higher expectations when Cleveland's first two starters, the number one and number two, go down, and you lose to the guys that they threw out there. They, Cleveland was totally prepared, and the Red Sox w were overconfident, and they were terribly unprepared. And um, so, yeah, that's why I'd like to see Farrell go. He, he definitely he took it so funny because you know what? He took the team from last place to first. They win the division, and yet we still want the guy fired. Isn't that typical Boston? Yeah, exactly. Guy? That's the way. It it is here in Philly. You know the tough sports sound like Boston, Philly, New York. You win, you don't get that window. You don't get that five-year cushion of it doesn't matter. You won five years ago. What have you done the last five years? And that's tough sports fans. But you know what? Is it is it John Farrell's fault that Jackie Bradley Jr. was like 0 for a hundred in the in the postseason and finally got what, had a base hit in the ninth inning? They had to move the other night. Ninth. The guy was like no, had seven you know, strikeouts in the series. I know. No, but you know. But let me just tell you something. Changes. If the Red Sox win one more game, you force Cleveland to play and a game that they had to make up. They didn't end up having to make that up. And if the Red Sox started out at home, Priscilla was unbeatable at home. You know, you win that game, it's probably a different series, Tony, because the Red Sox are a pretty damn good team at home. But I think that they just they got used to losing at the end of the season. And when you get used to losing, Tony, you know, you're not going to get back to winning until you win that first yeah, game. Yeah, but, you, which but they baseball's not like the end. The NBA, you can lose the last five games of the season, and then the playoffs start, you flip that switch. It's an internal mental switch. Switch. You don't forget how to play the game. I hear what you're saying, and I think some people say, yeah, you know, it's a valid excuse. It's like in football when a team clinches early and then they like play all their scrubs the last two games and then they try to turn it back on for the playoffs, and a lot of times it doesn't work. I think it works in basketball. I think I don't think there's a reason why it shouldn't work in baseball, though. Eddie, I mean, it's uh, these guys are professionals. They won, they were the best team in their division, and then all of a sudden, uh, five days later, they're like, oh, we, we can't beat the Cleveland Indians because we're on the road. I don't know, but I'll tell you what, there's something to be said about about winning and losing. I mean, look at Toronto. Toronto needed to win at the end of the year. They took two out of three out of the Red Sox. They win the wild card game. They sweep Texas. What about you know, the Giants? The uh, Giants couldn't win a game. They couldn't get anybody out. And then the last weekend, they got hot. They beat the Dodgers. They get in and they get the wild card. They win the playoff game. And then they, they, can't, they can't close the game. So they were going to put a remarkable... They have the best postseason pitcher in, in our generation with Bob Garter. And he... You know, they can't win the game. So give, give, well, how about giving the other team credit every once in a while? Well, listen, I'm, you know, I'm going to give, oh, listen, I have no problem doing that. I mean, David Price is a 
stuff. I mean, they pay this <laughs> Toronto guy told you that, man. <laughs> he's all and eight in the playoffs. Let me tell you something. If he listen, he they need to get rid of him. He's got to go. He absolutely has to go. Everybody wants oh this God. guy, though. Everybody wants him because he's a left-handed so listen, pitcher and he's okay, a great regular listen, season pitcher. Let them have them. They can have them. Everybody who wants them, they can have them. You know what? Everybody wants your ex-wife, too, right, Tony? You uh, know no, what I'm saying? No, no. I, I wish somebody would want mine. I don't want to have to pay her alimony anymore. They probably do. <laughs> they just can't get married. Yeah, I mean, sorry. <laughs> they, they can want her, but as long as she doesn't marry them, I'm still on the hook. The meter's still Tony, running. Tony, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna beat the Patriots this year? Um, uh, not the NFL. That's that's already been proven. Exactly, and not the media who wants him to comment on the on uh, the, the Donald Trump thing, and he just laughed and walked away today. I mean, no matter what they do to Tom Brady, he's just going to laugh and walk away and go out and win another game and go to another Super Bowl. That's it, man. <laughs> and and Tony is listen. His wife's starving to death. He all he does is eat his vegetables. Exactly. Well, listen, you know that we should all be as a malnutritious malnutrition as a. Uh, Tom, who's obviously one of the most incredibly fit athletes on earth, because everybody saw the picture of him at Michigan when he was flabby and he, didn't, right. he looked like he didn't even look like a dork. Right. This guy, how old is he now? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. How old is Tom Brady now? He's, he's got to be about thirty-eight years old. He's got to be close to thirty-eight, thirty-seven, right? Tom Brady is still in better condition than any other quarterback in football. Not, no one's even close in condition. Yes, absolutely. Nutritionally. He eats well. He, his, his exercise regimen, this guy, that's why he rarely gets hurt. No, he really gets hurt because he gets rid of the damn ball. Plus, he's also incredibly fit, and he, and he takes care of his body and his mind, and, and his wife takes care of his body and his mind, too, which helps. You know what I mean, Ed? Oh, I hear you, Tony. I'd be, I'd be, surprised. I'd be surprised if I had Giselle He's running actually, around, too, man. He is 39 years old. Yeah, I know he's around 38. And we see his family all the time. I, I met Tom a long time ago out in the Bay Area when he used to go out to the golf courses that I would frequent and restaurants. And his great family. And, and back then, he was barely winning. So, I mean, he was just he was winning, but he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. To me, he's, he, he, he'll go down as the greatest quarterback in NFL history when his career is over. Yeah, there's no question of that. Is there any doubt? No, there is none. Who's better than Tom Brady? Nobody. Nobody's better than him. The only person that's going to be better than him is the person who comes along after him and beats him because right now he's the best that's ever do it. I agree. And I'm, you know me, I'm not a Patriot fan, but Tom Brady, it's hard <laughs> to root against this guy. It really It's hard to hey, root against him, man. You know who else is hard to root against? The who? Cubs. It would be nice to see the Cubs win a World Series. Abs- we just talked about it like earlier. Magic. How about like Cubs-Indians, Eddie? Cubs-Indians World Series. Who do you root for? You know what? I'd be happy to see either one of those teams win because there's a, there's a lot of Boston um, ties to both of those teams. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that to me is is the dream World Series because you got two seventy forty eight for the Indians, and then of course uh, over a hundred years for the Cubs. Hey, Eddie, great to catch up with you, man. Back in Boston after all the years as Eddie in Orlando, just like I did. He went back home to Boston. I went back to Philadelphia. I remember that caller. I remember Eddie, Eddie in Orlando. Orlando. Absolutely, Eddie in he always used to call. Rob, you don't remember Eddie in Orlando? I do. I do remember Eddie in Orlando, who is now Eddie in Boston. Well, he was always Eddie in Boston. Like, Dean from Clearwater is Dean from Boston, but he's, he stays in Clearwater because you know, he's on the beach, the weather's nice, and he's a loser. No, <laughs> no, no I'm kidding. I actually, I, so I, have, I have a question for you. You were talking about You athletic. sent me a tweet, by the way, over last week when, when Temple was up big on Memphis in the first half. And he's like, yeah, and then after, those sons of bitches, they cost me the game. What the hell happened to Temple at the end of that game? What the hell happened? They me killed me. me. You're killing me. <laughs> exactly. So you were talking about athleticism. Yes. What do you think defines a good athlete? What is this? The uh, Miss Universe pageant? <laughs> yes. Mr. What Mr. Is like the final question? Like, like, is, it, is, it, is it just strength? Is it just No, it's it, everything. It's the mind. It's like Carson Wentz. You know, when people talk about young quarterbacks, are they ready to play? It's not just physical attributes. A lot of these guys are great, incredible physical specimens. But if, if it's above the neck is where it where makes the difference. It's what, why Tiger Woods was better than it. Tiger Woods was better than anybody else. Physically strong, all these guys can hit the ball a mile. Tiger Woods had it above the neck. And the best have it not only physically, but mentally. But and I wouldn't that's have thought of excel. Tiger Woods as a great athlete. I mean, he was a great golfer, no, but, but I don't think Woods that he could have... was a specimen. You know, you can see big, fat guys win golf tournaments. But Tiger Woods was the generation of guys who were... Physically, no, but fit, he also took care yeah. of themselves. Well, yeah, no, as far as golfers go, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But he also had that that whole 
aura around him where it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm up a stroke, but here comes Tiger. Exactly. And you know, you know he's the, coming. Because he mentally. Got, he, he got, got other the, people's heads exactly. without even having to yeah, do anything. But I mean, like show up. But, that, but, but to me, like, an athlete is somebody, it, it definitely has to do with physicality. Of course. And, with with Tiger Woods, for example, he was really, really good at one thing, but I don't think that he could have played a soccer match because I, he would have been. I don't know that, Robin. How well, can you make I'm that just assumption? Saying, I'm, because There's I a lot of athletes who are good at five sports, but one they're really good at. Like Russell Wilson was a good baseball player and a good football player. He decided to play pro football. Maybe he would have been a great baseball player. You don't know that. There's a lot of athletes who are multiple sport athletes who are great at basketball. You look at guys who played a lot of Tom Brady was a multi-sport athlete. He wasn't just a football player. Right. You know, John Elway was a baseball player and a football player. You know what he I was would a better like to football see, player to than me, he was a baseball one player. One of the best athletes in the world, and we discussed this before when we were watching um, some of the, 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 the Olympics, Usain Bolt is a physical specimen. But he's a sprinter. Yeah, he's but, there have been a lot of great runners but who I'm try to play football in the NFL and can run past everybody but can't catch a damn football. Right. But I would be curious to see what other sports he would be good at. Well, then they'll ask, go, to, go, to, uh, go down to Jamaica, take a vacation, go to Ocho Rios, go to the waterfalls, go to Jamaica and get some ganja, and then ask him while you're down there. Okay, I will do that. There have been so many great track athletes well, who even try now, to play have, football. The, the Buffalo Bills, right? Have Marquise Goodwin, yep. who's like a four-two-five sprinter. He's an Olymp- He could be an Olympic sprinter, but he can actually catch the ball a little bit. Remember, too. Ronaldo Skeets Nehemiah was a great Olympic Excuse hurdler. Excuse you, who? Ronaldo <laughs> Nehemiah was a great, great Olympian. He was a hurdler. You want to talk about not speed and skill? You, you, you ever see hurdlers? How fast they run and go over the over the uh, the, the uh, whatever the hell they're called, the barricades. Did you ever see him? Then he went into the, the hurdles. He went into the NFL and couldn't catch a cold. That's the problem. You can be the fastest man on earth. Right. But if you can't catch a football or run a pattern, it doesn't matter. You can run in a straight line and be, and be the fastest man ever. But if you can't make a move and cut over to the middle and catch a pass, you're worthless except as a sprinter. Why do I have to yell at you, Robin? I don't know. I was just asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but this is normal. This I is know, normal no, I don't for you. I normally yell you that much. <laughs> Only when you make me angry. You don't like it when I'm angry. Because I'm not really angry. I just like... No, you're, you're not angry. You're just from Philly. I'm just Italian from Philly. I'm not angry. I'm from South Philly. Just remember that, folks. The next time somebody yells at you while you're discussing sports. Now, I do have a quick little PSA. We have PSAs on this show? Yes. Not uh, PSA Airways. It used to have the smiley face on I the front. Remember that? It. Airplanes? No. Robin used to work for PSA. No, I did not work for PSA. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a fantastic but childhood. did Southwest buy out PSA? Uh, yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, I think they did. They Well, and uh, it was America West. Right. It, it was U.S. Airways bought it out. Bought out PSA? PSA, because it was America West Airlines bought PSA, Eastern... And now it's all owned by American. Right. American bought everything out. But your son, Chris, posted something on Facebook yes, today, which is a fantastic, fantastic is. message this for is all of the you guys huge, This is the huge message of the year. Here we are, middle of October, year winding down. The holiday season will be here before you know it. It'll be Halloween coming up, and then Thanksgiving will be here in like record time. And then the Halloween Christmas decorations have been up for a month already. They put Christmas decorations and Halloween decorations now up at the same time on Labor Day weekend. That's crazy. But that, that's, I digress. And there's a, lot of insp- there's a lot of people talking politics and arguing politics and spitting and going crazy and ripping and this And worrying Canada. about how they're going to afford Christmas presents. Exactly. But my son, Chris, who, by the way, is very, very liberal. Yes. One thing about me, my children, I don't tell them what to think politically or who to root for or anything else. When it comes to sports, it was inbred that they root for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. They did not have a choice the about sports, they weren't, but they, they did have a choice about politics. They had choices about everything except football. <laughs> because when they came out of the womb, they knew that they could not be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Correct. Because they would have faced perhaps me putting them up for adoption <laughs> or something else of that nature. But when it came to Beat deciding what, 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 what they, 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 they learned right from wrong for me. I taught them right from wrong. That's all you can do as a parent. Teach your kids. Do the right thing. Try it. You're going to make mistakes. 
but bounce back and, and try to know the difference between and Chris right and does wrong. fantastic things. For example, he is a uh, he and his wife rescue dogs, not only just regular dogs, but they senior, senior dogs. dogs. So the kind of dogs that are sometimes abused. Seen as unadoptable by people. Older dogs that people say, well, you know, I had the dog, he's old, throw him out. Yep. So those are the most difficult dogs to not only rescue, but to take care of and find a new home for. Because people want puppies, you know. So Chris and Erica do a great job, and they are really humanitarians. But Chris is very liberal in his politics, and that's fine. We goof off with each other. I'm more of an independent. I'm down the middle. I'll rip everybody. I don't care. But Chris has probably the most inspirational message on his Facebook page I've ever seen. And now we need some special music for this, Luigi. You got anything a little uh, sappy and uh, maybe a little Christmas? We have any Christmas tunes in there? Christmas tunes? Yeah, I mean it is the holiday season after all. No, it's never too early to season. never too early to go online and buy. Like if you're in a store right now, right? You're not thinking about Christmas presents. Have but, you had this happen to you? And you're like, oh my god, that's a perfect gift for somebody. And then you buy it now. You've had I that happen, that. right? I do that. Yeah, like in the summertime, you're in a store and you see something, and it immediately says, "Wow." That's a great present for so and so. Let me buy that now and put it away. And then come Christmas time, you can't find the damn thing. But I do. You forget when you put it in your house. I have the, <laughs> I have the Christmas spots. So all of Christmas presents, any kind of presents, all go. Is that in the near the spot. West spot or the G spot? <laughs> Which spot is that near? Um, actually, those are more difficult to find. My Christmas spot is actually very easy to find. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Luigi, because last Christmas. I gave you my, uh, my wallet and yes. my credit card in the very next so year. So here is a message for all of you, whether you are Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, whatever. This is what you need to do so that you can save a, mo- a lot of money. What's that playing through? It just says... Oh, Mike Bertoni's oh, playing play it on the other the back, side of the yeah, room. No, no, no. Nobody can hear that, Michael. So what you need to do is you just say, I saved a ton of money on Christmas presents by discussing politics on Facebook. So that's yeah. what you do. You, you discuss politics on Facebook. People unfriend you. Family members unfriend you. But we can't play that because we're going to get in trouble and Facebook will... T- right, get rid of that stupid so uh, Beatles song. That John Lennon song. So get rid of the music because we can't play those and... So, so anyway, post. Remember this again. Say it again. Now get rid of the music. I don't have any music. What's the message again, Robin? Post politics on Facebook. It'll save you tons of money. Exactly. Because you will lose friends and family. There you go. That's, That's your the best PSA. way. So if you don't want anybody, if you want people mad at you, regardless of whether you're left wing or right wing or down the middle, just say anything about politics, and you will find out that you won't have to worry about any of those people anymore until after the election. I hear you. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But we got to do our Tim Tebow update, Luigi. You ready? Now, a lot of people have heard the story. This isn't breaking news. And Tim Tebow's a, you know, Tim Tebow goes down on one knee and he's crucified by people who hate the religious thing. You know, Colin Kaepernick goes down on one knee and the entire world, the entire world, like, oh, yeah, he should do that. He's got a right to do it. And you know what? He does have a right to do it. But so does Tim Tebow have a right to kneel down as long as he's not putting it in your face. But Tim Tebow, a man that's maligned whatever he does because of his religion, is playing baseball. He, he's now in the Arizona Instructional League. Right, Luigi? Yes. We saw him get the home run on his first at bat in the, uh, in, in what is it, the extended, no, what was the first league they went to down there? It was the um, Instructional League. Instructional League down in Florida. And the, now pitch, he's, the pitcher tweeted out, he's like, I thought we agreed I was going to groove the first one in there. <laughs> he just hammers it out. So he hits a home run, and then he goes to Arizona Fall League, where he is now playing out there in Arizona. So yesterday during a game where he went 0 for 3, which what people will point out, they'll bury the lead. They'll say, Tim Tebow went 0 for 3 in the Florida, in the Arizona Fall uh, Instructional League. But then a guy passes out. You've all probably seen this, right? Did you see it? One of the fans had a, like a seizure of some kind in the first row, right behind the right next to the home plate area. Tim Tebow goes over, and what does he do? Play it, Louise. I know Robin's yelling at you. We got to play this, Robin, because he does something that very few people do without getting in trouble. He laid his hands on the man. And this is one of those Bon Jovi songs that I think is completely underrated. Remember this song? This, then, then nobody plays this song. It's a great song. Though. It's a great song. Lay your hands on me, Robin. I love this song. Well, I like pretty much anything Bon Jovi. No, I'm not, does I'm not, like the Bon Jovi Direct TV commercials were horrific. 
those were horrific. So I'm so glad Peyton Manning came and saved the DirecTV campaign. Peyton on Sunday morning. And it gave uh, Lionel Richie a couple of extra bucks uh, while he's out trying to find a supper club to perform in or some casino that has a room that can hold a couple hundred people, even though I love Lionel Richie and the Commodores. But anytime time, uh, you know, fading artists like myself and Lionel Richie and even uh, Peyton Manning and uh, who else? Ice-T. Ice-T. Ice-T? No, he's huge. Ice-T selling lemonade? No, that's a great... But Ice-T is like on a network television show. Right? What's the show he's on? Is it the NCIS, CIS, Major Crimes, uh, Criminal Watch, Criminal Minds? I think it's CS... No, it's not CSI. CSI, South no, Philly? No, no, no. It's, N- it's like one of those... And, and I thought you watch all those stupid crime shows. Oh, shucks, yeah, Ed, Ed Sharky on Facebook commented that the, the guy who passed out, like apparently he had some sort of like cancer, like he got seizures or something. He like had that. a seizure. I don't know yeah. what his ailment was. I, I don't know either. But, but Tim I, I Tebow went over and put his hands on him and prayed over the guy. Now a lot of people will criticize that because you know it's religion. To me, I don't have a problem with it, and I don't know why anybody else does. I don't know why anybody else has a problem with anybody else doing their religion. I don't care. Is he coming into your house and knocking no. on your door and asking you for makes money? You happy, man. I don't no. care. But no, it's amazing only... how some people will take one religion and turn it into this, I don't want to hear his religion. But the guy who's uh, all these people are kneeling down and putting up black power salutes, they have the right to do that too. So if you want to give one person a right, this is my message on tolerance. <laughs> if you want to be tolerant toward one side of your favorite agenda, then try to be a little tolerant about somebody else's agenda as well. As long as nobody's hurting you, as long as nobody's coming after you and harassing you, why do you care? And it wasn't like he was preventing anybody from... No, he was waiting for the the, uh, the the medical people to show up. He wasn't wasn't like, hey, stay away, doctor, I got this. (laughs) Right, exactly. My hand is... I have the healing power of Tim Tebow. Exactly. He wasn't doing like those, those... those uh, sh- those uh, heist- those shysters on TV, you know, when they put their hand on something and they're boom, and the person falls backwards, exactly. you know, and the crowd goes wild, and people send them money. I can walk again. Yes. TV Angelus or Televangelist. Televangelist. Now, some of them are legit, but the ones who like... None of them are legit. Well, you're right. Most of them aren't. But I don't want to condemn them because if people... You can believe in what you want. Just don't send them your money, okay? Because they'll build another big super mega church. And then take your money and then live happily it's ever all after. It's smoke and mirrors, Tone. It's it is smoke, smoke and mirrors. mirrors. That's why you come to this show, where you get truth, justice, in the American way. Ice tea. Or some other bullshit that we have. It was on the drama, NBC drama show Law and Order SVU. Law and Order SV, yes. SUV. That's the one where they have that, that sound effect going. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's Law and Order. Yeah. But then there's like Law and Order spinoffs. The Law and Order SVU, I think, has the same thing. When What's they SVU? Them? That's not an SUV. That's a different Special, Victim Special Victims Unit. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to regular Victims Unit. Correct. I think special victims unit means like sexual abuse and anything that has to do with Is that, there a right? show is, is there a network television show that does not have to do with laws criminals investigation Well that show but they don't have that on him <laughs> I just happen to be scrolling man. Every ne- every show I talk about turns it's either about firemen lawyers uh, lawyers criminal lawyers crimes crime scenes uh, criminal minds dismembered bodies, burned up bodies, right. firefighters, lawyers, and doctors. That's all there is. That's all it is, man. Those are the only professions and that ER, matter. And an ER room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doctors, okay. doctors, lawyers, and criminals. That's all we need in this country. Why does anybody else have any other jobs? And then there's spins on that. Like, there's a new one out where it's people that go back in time to but those, fight but, the crime. Yeah, exactly. Timeless and all these other shows. Which is actually a really Pointless good show. Is is. Pointless oh, is what it is. that's a no, you know, they suck. They I love suck. that show because I'm learning all about history. Really? I, mean, I, I, I usually turn the History Channel or Science to learn about something. Yeah, but this I'm way it's sort of entertaining. Network television crime shows, so I can get ideas on how to go in and murder a family and dismember their bodies. Better. <laughs> now, Tony, you will appreciate you'll, you'll appreciate this comment. Steve Tidd said, "You know, Ash versus the Evil Dead is a good, clean show for the entire family." I love that. <laughs> you know why I love Ash versus Evil Dead? Because it's so preposterously phony, over the top. That it's funny. It's, <laughs> it's not possible. My point is, I watch shows that aren't po- I escape from reality right. when I watch TV. Unless I want to watch science or I want to watch, you know, like a show like uh, American Greed where I find out about things that happen, criminals. You think but those, are, but those, are, those are actual investigations of things that occurred by real investigators, not actors pretending to be doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs. 
Can you say Indian Chiefs anymore? Rob Kemp says, if you're ever down, just watch a few hours of Cops. You'll feel much better. Oh, about I always your life. feel better about myself. <laughs> Saturday night, I'm watching Cops. No, but I watch science shows to learn actual scientific data, not fake actors pretending to be scientific data. If so, I want to watch scientific data, I'll watch the Science Channel and the History I'll Channel. I'll watch Sharknado and get all the scientific data. Well, I that's all you really need. But I watch Ash versus Evil Dead. It's half hour. It's mindless. It's, it's gory. It's violent. But it's funny because it's tongue-in-cheek violence. It's not real violence. It's not things that really happen. Right. You're escaping reality. That's what entertainment is to me. Well, you escape reality. Hey, get out Even of your sports own is entertainment. It's escaping reality. Unless your fantasy team sucks. Right. Unless, or you bet on because you might really be losing. <laughs> <laughs> that money's very real and it's owed to someone immediately. By the way, we got to give, uh, give a shout out to my boy Michael Bertoni now. He's been working out with us on the show for a couple of uh, weeks now. You know what he does? What? Philly Tech. You know what Philly Tech is? What's that? They work with like entrepreneurs business people. They grow stuff. He's helping to grow the show. Correct. And this show is growing every week. Thanks to all the great listeners out there. Thanks to the Facebook Live. But he, you know, there's so many people who know all the, like, like for example, Brian. Brian is a tech wizard. I'm watching this show about the, that uh, drug site. <laughs> Silk, Silk Road. Silk, Silk Road. Road. And I'm mesmerized. And I'm, you know, and, but the FBI and the, and, the, and the crime scene investigators and these people that are cybersecurity experts, he knows everything. Everything these guys are talking about, he knows what's going on. That's the impressive stuff. People who are experts at what they know. Brian Martell's an expert. He's a tech expert. I was going to call him a geek. That's all right. Geek's, geek's actually right. acceptable now. That's, it used to be an insult to call somebody a geek. <laughs> now it's a compliment, right? Nerds! 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 Are nerds and geeks the same thing? Pretty much, right? What's the difference? Yeah, basically the same. Yeah. I think that the, a geek, though, is the nicer way of saying nerd, right? Now? Like, geek almost has a, an honorary say, thing. Right? I remember so, right. when all this stuff was insults. Now it's all compliments. And now compliments are insults. The whole world has just gone 360. Or is it 180? But anyway, Michael Bertoni. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael Bertoni. He's the CTO. What is CTO? I know a BTO. Chief, that's Bachman Turner Chief Overdrive. Technical of remember? Yeah. Chief Technical Officer yes. and founder of Philly Tech. Now, how do we get information on Philly Tech? Michael Bertoni at phillytech.com. It's mbertoni at phillytech.com. phillytech.com. Co. Co. C-O. Now, so, so for all of you guys that are... Said, Sorry, I'm not sure what you just said. <laughs> for all of you guys that are wa- watching us live on Facebook, or even when you're re-watching it... Guys means guys and gals. Guys and gals, yeah. When, when you see all these links, click on them, because it'll help you share us easier yes. and the and more you share yeah no no and, and you are that's that's how you guys are paying for your uh, watching us you dot, can, dot, uh, www which you don't have to say anymore i don't know why people say www it's phillytech.co co and on twitter at michaelbertoni.com guy's a genius man he's a genius and he even knows a little about sports too it's an odd. That's odd. He and uh, he and uh, our good buddy up there, Mike Yellick, le- last week, they were here at like 2 a.m. talking about sports. No. I'm like, get the hell out. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Yellick, people were saying, hey, where is Mike? We loved his impersonation. So he will be back. He can't be here every single time. No, he lives in Allentown. He lives in Allentown. He works. And I can't afford his tolls on the northeast extension of the Pennsylvania <laughs> Turnpike. That's insane. We don't have, we don't have that kind of... Uh, Budget on this yeah, show. There's no provisions here. No provisions for tolls and gas and mileage. <laughs> Make sure you park. We do give free food and wine out here, though. It ain't free. I pay for the food. Well, no, well, I'll give you the money back. Ah, that's all right. But I'm saying the people who come here eat free and they drink free. Right? Laughing, like, We're not joke. charging yeah, a cover charge. Come out of my pocket, homeboy. You know what we should do in the future is have a cover and have people come in and watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Like a two drink minimum. You want to leave people in your house that you can't see? <laughs> <laughs> what are you out of your mind? <laughs> You were scared by a shadow. <laughs> I know. You were scared by a shadow. What happens when everybody that just walks the in the best, door? Best. I actually, I don't, for those of you who have not seen it yet, I isolated that part of the photograph or video and made it uh, a little short, two minutes. Is it a on gift YouTube. or a meme? No, no, no. It's, it's a little two minute video and it is absolutely hysterical. And from what I understand, people that have watched it more than once say that every time you watch it, it gets funnier and funnier. And, and if you play it backwards, it's even real, <laughs> especially this Halloween season. I mean, Luigi and I, it was the one night, it was just the three of us here, and we were going crazy because we had so many, we were wearing so many hats. And then all of a sudden, Tony just, he, he looks 
out of the corner of his eye, he sees what he thinks is somebody sneaking up on him, and it turns out it, was me. it is his face. And there's nothing scarier than wait, sneaking wait, up on look, yourself. Let me look. Look, <laughs> it is that. That's what he saw sneaking I thought it was up Patrick on him. Stewart. It was his own silhouette sneaking up on him, and he freaked the heck out. There it is, right there. Now, Robin moved the no, camera. No, it's fine. I, I was. He was there. so that that is what, and he jumped three feet in the air, and. Luigi and I were on the floor. It's a good thing I'm a yeah. professional and maintain the normal decorum of a professional broadcast on Facebook Live and on all the other audio sources that you can find on TonyBrunoShow.com. Now, what else are we missing here, Rob? Do we miss anything, Luigi? Is there anything you'd I like to add? I think we got everything. Don't forget, though, mark your calendars. What's today? We do this show on a Wednesday. It's the 12th. 12th. So 12 days, a Monday night. So it's two weeks not next Monday, the following Monday. And we'll have, so we'll, we will, that will be an additional show. So we'll still do our regular oh, Wednesday show. Oh, we got show. two shows for the price of one? Yeah, so the Monday wow. night, October 24th. Monday night, October 24th, the two-year anniversary live show at the Jug Handle Inn, one of our favorite pl- crazy places, great food, great wigs. The Tony Bruno sauce is on the menu. <sighs> My mouth is Not only when you spill it on the menu, it's actually on the menu. Oh, okay, good. And you can go there and hang out, great people. 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Route 73, Cinnamons in New Jersey, the two-year reunion show. It is going to be off the heezy. For shizzle. Everything For shizzle. else. For shizzle, man. No, you got to get, every, when it's off, it's off the hinges. It's, it's off, off the, the hook. It's off the heezy. It's off the rails. Well, that always happens here. It's off yeah. the chain. Off the chains. Anything else I'm missing? What else can you be off of? Off the rails. No, well, he said that already. Okay. Off the rails is bad. Off the other stuff is all good. We'll be off air soon. Off the air. <laughs> yes. We don't want. We don't want to be off the air until we want to be. When we the say air. It. it's not over until we say it's over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No, hey, it wasn't. Hey, I actually have Germans? a Jugs T-shirt. I should wear my Jugs yeah. T-shirt. Yes, you should. And Luigi will bring his Jugs gun and we'll challenge people jugs, to throw yes. fastballs. Yes, yes I will. How they get. <laughs> bring the Jugs machine out to the parking lot, and we'll go out in the parking lot and have fun. And I'll burn like a cowboy jersey or something because if the Cowboys are like. Six and one by then. Am I burning Eagles jersey? I'll be burning. No, 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 no. I'm not going to burn that because the Eagles aren't supposed to be good. They're supposed to be rebuilding, which they we are. Can, we can feed the chickens. I could hug a chicken. Have you seen that video of people we'll hugging chicken? chickens? Yeah, a couple of our fans will be out there choking them for sure. <laughs> no, seriously, there was a video. Speaking, I I posted a video of. And that's uh, right before Halloween, too. Somebody, so that's a pre Halloween yeah. show, too. I may have to wear some. I hope the dude that wears the Tony Romo jersey with the missing head shows up. You've That's seen that guy? Standard. I remember that guy. He, yeah. came, he came out to the, um, when we were out at the, the Comic-Con. The, the Philly, Philly Comic-Con out there in Oaks. Yeah. Yes. He was out there. But uh, that guy's great because he wears a Tony Romo jersey, full shoulder pads, and then it's like the, there's a the severed head. But yeah. there's no head on it. It's just a bloody stump. But then stump. he carries around the helmet. And he carries around yeah. the, the cowboy's helmet. And I believe that's probably more true to life <laughs> than ever now. Now that Dak Prescott has pretty much beheaded Tony Romo's future with the Dallas Cowboys. It's a final for him, man. I think it is. And I said it last week, and I got scolded by, uh, what's his face? Scott Sterner. There's no way Jerry Jones is going to... I'm telling you, unless Dak Prescott gets hurt or all of a sudden loses his ability to run a team, not only is he... And you know me, I'm not a Cowboy fan, and I'm not a Tony Romo hater. I'm just saying that this guy is playing, everything is... in, And he doesn't even have, he doesn't even have all of his players. He's missing his best receiver. And he's throwing the ball to everybody. They're running the ball. Their offensive line is great. They got a great running back. Their defense, which is normally mediocre, is playing better because they see the offense playing better. It's it's Jason Garrett's coaching better, right? Jason Garrett every year they want to fire him because his team underperforms. This team is playing better, probably better than any team in football. I mean, Pittsburgh had that blip. The Minnesota's probably Minnesota's good, no doubt about it. They're undefeated. I'm not taking anything away from them. But they, remember, they're missing, they're missing players, too. But the Dallas Cowboys are playing better than anybody else in the NFL. Not even close. Minnesota's close. Minnesota. Minnesota's close. Tell me who... Listen, I, I watched every game. I watched every Cowboy game, and I watched every Vikings game. And the same people who hated Sam Bradford here in Philadelphia now don't want to give the Vikings any credit because Sam Bradford's the quarterback. So is Sam Bradford not a good quarterback? No, Brad, Bradford is in... The, the most absolute perfect possible situation for him to succeed. But remember one thing. He's still missing his best running oh, back. Well, he's still missing Adrian Peterson. And Stephon Diggs and is And he's out missing the- one of his best receivers. 
And the argument in St. Louis, and they just signed Jake Long on their offensive line. Did you see that? Who played with him in St. Louis, and the guy who's had a couple of knee injuries, and he was the number one pick in the draft like in 2008, right? So Jake Long is now going to be protecting his blind side for the Minnesota Vikings because of the injuries on their offensive line. And he stayed healthy, and he's staying upright. And he's making the right plays, like he did at the end of the season for the Eagles, when nobody wanted to give him credit for that. All, everybody always waits for him to get hurt. But last year, the last seven games of the season, on a mediocre Eagles team, he showed everybody that he can make the throws. And now he goes to Minnesota, takes over, and he's 5-0. and no, man, listen. He makes the throws, and he doesn't throw the ball. He doesn't make bad interceptions, as we've seen in the past, because he has no running game and no ability for the offensive line to block him. Well, everyone, everyone knew that if you, if you gave Sam a clean pocket, he'd make every throw. He can make every throw. Yeah. I mean, he's a really he's a really good quarterback when you give him time in a clean pocket. He doesn't have to, he's not you know having people around him all the time, and he's got a great defense. He's got a great defense to work with in Minnesota. He's got a he, well, losing Peterson stinks, but he's got an okay running game with Jackie McKinnon. Kyle Rudolph's one of the better Haven't tight ends. They won three games without uh, Adrian Peterson. Yes. Yeah, what so. I'm saying is though is that when he went there, Adrian Peterson was there though. Was I know, I mean. but they were shutting. I remember Adrian Peterson being shot down in one of the games he played. He wasn't getting any yards. I think in the second game of the season. Remember that game? They shut him down. Well, they shut him down in Tennessee, the first and game. They said, and he and got they hurt in the won. second game. Right, but the first game, he wasn't getting any yards. He no, was getting, he did nothing. He was like minus yardage. Well, that's because Sean Hill was starting, and Tennessee just loaded the box, and they just they put all 11 down there, and they said, and throw the boom, ball. Bradford comes in, and he shows everybody. And I'm rooting for Sam Bradford. I'm rooting for him because everybody rooted against him. Everybody thought because of all the injuries and all the coordinators and the fact that he got hurt that he was always going to get hurt. And you always get hurt when you play on bad teams that don't protect you when you're a quarterback. As Tony Romo's been on good teams with good offensive lines that protect the quarterback and he gets hurt. It's how you get hit. And Tony Romo's gotten older, and the older you get, the more hits you take, the easier it is to get hurt. That's what happens, unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting against him because I want the, the Eagles to get a better pick. Well, see, that's a selfish thing. That's very selfish. If, if, very if he selfish. represents the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for Tom. I'm, I'm rooting for Sam Bradford. I like seeing co- guys come back from ridicule and overrated and he can't play and he was a bust pick. This guy is one of the best quarterbacks in football this year. Right now he is, yeah. Yeah, and, and, but, when he was, but when he was playing bad and he was getting hurt, he was one of the worst. For, so why, why do we acknowledge people when they play badly and get hurt and call them injury prone, but when they're, when they're playing healthy for the last now because almost it's, full it's season? it's easy to do it, that's why. It is easy, it's to, easy do it. to do it, and that's is that, why. Is, it, is Tony Romo injury prone? Absolutely. But do people think of him as in? No, they think of a guy who keeps getting hurt and his back right. gets hurt and he's gone through some major injuries because he's getting older. It's easier and, to put people down than it is to pick them up, Tone. That's why. That's why we're here. We're the only positive force that's left on earth. Even this show leaving. has healing powers. I believe, much like Tim Tebow, putting his hands on a man who collapses at a Mets game in the Arizona Instructional League, I believe this show heals. We can, we can, we can put our hands on a man and heal We can put our hands on Miss Robin. And get smacked. <laughs> exactly. But I'll heal tomorrow once the bruising goes down and swelling. In the meantime, that's going to be it for tonight, is it not? That's it. Bro. Don't forget to follow everybody. And don't forget the big October 24th jug handle in remote 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can make your plane reservations now if you're flying in from Finland. It's worth it. All over the all over the world. Oh, you know what? He might actually be here. Our buddy from Finland? He's coming into town this coming week. Can he bring us some uh, bear uh, sausages? We'll throw them on, a, on the grill. Yeah. That, will that make it through customs? I don't know. Sure, it will. It's, it's not a plant soft. matter. No. Can you, bring, can you bring... I don't think you could bring meat into the country. I could bring cheese. I could bring frikandel from the Netherlands. So he should be able to bring bear sausage. Good luck. I don't know. I don't know if you can bring... I mean, we'll yeah. find out. We'll do our research. In the meantime... I'm on it. We want to thank everybody. The great Eddie Alvarez, UFC 205, coming up next month at Madison Square Garden. How great is he? He's real. He keeps it real. He keeps it raw. And he keeps it continue the same thing as the great Sammy Sosa once said back before he became white. Miss Robin Austin, you can follow her on Twitter at Miss Robin Austin. You can follow Luigi Curto and Luigi. Remember when uh, when to Sammy Sosa all of a sudden you see pictures of him and it's like he bleached his skin and he yeah. looked white? I don't get that. I'm just making observations, not the judgments. And uh, you can follow uh, and Joe Corrado, who couldn't be here tonight, stuck somewhere in New Jersey in the swamps. Follow Joe at the at J Corrado, nineteen. No, it's uh, it's it's, now, right? it's uh, Forza Corrado, Forza Corrado, F O R Z A Corrado, Forza Corrado, Forza Corrado, 
And if you're an Italian soccer fan, you know what Forza Ragazzi means, right? Forza Ragazzi! Anyway, you got to be a soccer fan and follow Series A as uh, Luigi. City A. City A over there in, uh, in Europe. Goal! And don't forget the great Brian Martell at Marty 2005. He will hack any... 5,005. 5, <laughs> he will hack any government... Any Russian uh, embassy? Oh, yeah. Do you want anything hacked? Servers, hack. private servers, self-servers, uh, any kind of server you have. I Basement can, servers. I can also like set up, like you know, do positive things, like you know, set up PBX servers. Yes, exactly. He, I mean, yeah. he like he's creating <laughs> all sorts of stuff for us, which is fantastic. He's a genius. And Michael Bertoni at Michael Bertoni on Twitter and uh, at phillytech.co. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you next week on the podcast at TonyBrunoShow.com and on Facebook Live. Thanks for listening to The Tony Bruno Show. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Come back soon. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow, like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last.